Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than copper top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. And welcome to Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief, Ryan Satin. I'm here with my co-hosts, Jamie Iovine and Elijah Bates. Hello there. And as usual, we're here to discuss the top stories of the week in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, Now, there's a lot going on this week. I think that, you know, the biggest story of the week that kind of progressed in the past few days is Aleister Black being taken off of takeover Mm. due to injury um now obviously injuries suck for everyone you know injuries are the worst they are um but man the timing of this one was so crappy considering takeover is like a week away yeah days it seems to me that wwe is doing this weird play i don't know if it's necessarily weird but i mean hey it's bringing in lots of money is that they're really trying to throw SummerSlam up there on the level of, of WrestleMania. They've been, trying to, they've been they, trying to do that for a couple of years. Yeah. Like. But I mean, just even looking at the ticket prices resale or that like, for instance, the same seat, if not a better seat for SummerSlam, I mean, um, I'm, no, the same seat for SummerSlam is almost double what I paid for my ringside seat at WrestleMania. Which wow. is insane. Is it just because it's a smaller venue? That's my guess. You know, less. Wait, wait. Less, uh, the WrestleMania this year? Yeah. You're saying the, the state- ticket, the, 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 the amount I paid for my seat ringside at WrestleMania. And you this didn't get year, any hookups at all? No. Is double it, for SummerSlam? It, it, almost double. That doesn't make any sense. That can't be right. It's a smaller venue. There are so many other seats that they got to fill up at WrestleMania. It makes perfect sense to me. I guess. That's weird. That's, that's surprising, though. But you're right. They are. Um, you know, they they have done that in the past few years. They've tried to make you know SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, uh, WrestleMania, I, I think SummerSlam and Series than, a desti- for destination pay per views. I think SummerSlam is really get, at this point has passed the Rumble and um, no Survivor way. Series. You think? Yes, absolutely. 
I mean, I it guess is. just for me, that's like just the, the, the Royal Rumble all, for me think, is the one I look forward to. Well, Royal, Rumble, Royal Rumble is connected to WrestleMania. Yeah, so it's, it's an extension of it. Yeah, so, like it's hard to say that it's like its own event. To me, the Royal Rumble is the pre-party to WrestleMania. To me, that's yeah, it's always seemed to me that makes sense. Pre-party is never as good as the regular. Party. <laughs> And you're saying with SummerSlam, it's the hottest party of the summer? I, yes, but the reason why I was saying that is, yes, and they in, in kind, they're building up the takeover that's next to SummerSlam just as big. Yeah, it makes it part of the destination. Yes. And, you know, this is... One, and as we all know, New York is the mecca of the WWE, whether it be NXT or WWE. It's, the, it's, it's where you go when you make it. You know, even though they hold considerably less seats than a lot of the venues they play. Yeah. It's still, like, respected. And even if you don't play WrestleMania, you want to be on the New York shows. Because oh, yeah. uh, it brings the it brings the audience. And so, yeah. Aleister Black. And mis- less, I mean, honestly, less even New York and TakeOver. I mean, the TakeOvers have started to surpass the actual events. I mean, there's been... A few cases where I they've mean, been the on quality, or the other ones bet maybe you the know, quality maybe, but the buy rate nowhere near. Well, there's no buy rate on the WWE Network. Well, it counts views as well. I mean, it counts views and ticket sales. Fair, but, but we don't get them. You, I feel like we're getting far from okay, the yes, Alistair Black but, point here. But my, so the reason why, yeah, so like this was a big, high-profile match with a lot of moving parts and a lot of things invested, and in not only Alistair Black, but as, as well as Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And taking one of those pieces out is, it's going to be a great match. I mean, what we got instead is like, holy shit, they're going to kick the fuck out of each other Yeah, see, again. I feel like that's my... <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Because, to be honest with you, I agree with you. What we ended up with now is Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa in a last man standing match at TakeOver. And we're going to explain how we got there uh, in a moment. But, uh, you know, I feel bad for... Black, besides for the obvious reasons, but also because you know his whole title reign, he's played second fiddle to Ciampa and Gargano. Yeah. I mean, from day one yeah. of his reign, he has not been you know that's not been the focus. It's been Gargano and Ciampa getting you know making you know finishing out that storyline, and he was finally going to get a main event in in NXT for the title. He was gonna he was gonna be in that main event. He was gonna finally get it granted with Ciampa and Gargano, but he was still gonna be part of it. And it sucks that, you know, after his reign was already shadow, you know, had that shadow over it, that he's still not going to get to be part of it. Do you think that the match is now going to be better without him in it? I think so. I mean, I think it's a better sounding match without him. Like, I love Aleister Black. I yeah. honestly, I think there is so much upside and potential in Alistair Black. Yeah, he's a main roster guy yeah. for sure. No, no, cr- no, no question. Yeah, he's no, no roster. question. And and I think he's gonna kill it when he gets there. Too. I think so too. But uh, you know, the Gargano Champa thing has been the focus this whole time. Now that Champa is champion and Gargano kind of played a part in you know in, in making it happen. Um, yeah, I think that you know, even though we've kind of already seen Gargano versus Champa on a couple of the takeovers now. Uh, it's the first one where he's where Champ is going into it as champion. Yeah, you know it's funny. It, it just it kind of feels like a continued extension of their story, and you know like and, and I feel bad. If anything, for, the black thing kind of played into the story better and kind of made it better. It did, and I feel I feel bad for Alistair Black though too, just because like I was watching, um, I think it was something else to wrestle with, and they were going over when CM Punk lost his first world title. And when I was watching, I was like, "Damn, I don't even remember like how he lost was it." Was it to Bradshaw? No, it was like he got hurt, and then like they basically put the title up. Like it was like they remember he got beat up by Randy Orton. Yeah, he got, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, almost yeah, just yeah. kind of like, "All right, you're done." And it was kind of like the same with Alistair Black. It's yeah. like, "All right, you're done." And now, in terms of how this is going to be remembered in history, you're not even really going to be remembered as any part of like this the payoff. Yeah, like not, none of the storyline that's continuing is going to involve him, and it's like. He's going to kind of, like, I feel like he'll come back and I'll just kind of be like, all right, well, it's you're, it's kind of like when Finn Balor came back. It was yeah. like, all right, you're back. Well, you know, I think the punk comparison actually is really good, too, because of the fact that, you know, I think the main complaint when CM Punk was champion was that the focus was still on John Cena. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that that's kind of what happened with, with Aleister Black yeah. was the, the focus was on someone else during his reign. It didn't do him any favors. Yeah. I was actually, so when they were set, a few weeks ago, the direction it looked like where they were heading with Ciampa doing that huge random match with, with Alistair and then winning the title on a TV, on a TV taping. Love when title. Which is, like which is always crazy. And especially with him, they did it great. Yeah. But 
I was more so looking. I was happy, not so much that like Chapa. I mean, like Chapa being champion is was a crazy thing to do, and I I was not. I I support that. I'm yeah. not. I'm not talking about that specifically. I was happy that they were taking that we were getting a break from the Gargano Champa story. Yeah, because it's like if you really think about it, it's been going on for almost two years now. It's been a long story, yeah, and, and, and they it, keep coming back to it, and so. they keep coming back to it. Like, not are to you say, bored of it? At this no, time? but not to say that they can't come back to it later. I was just looking forward to that res- that that break yeah. from it. Like have a have another match with Champa and and Black and Black not be able to win. Yeah, that's yeah. and, and um, I w- I mean the, when they threw in Gargano and Gargano was the reason why Champa won. I was kind of like, yeah. I mean, it's just he, he, again, like to your point, he was kind of an afterthought. Yeah. The focus was still on them, even though he was still in the match. You cared more about what Johnny and, and Chopper were going to do to each other, as opposed to what Alistair was doing. Well, and I agree with you. I feel like, I felt like we were going to get a, a, even though Gargano and Chamba were both going to be in the match, I felt like it was going to be a little bit different than some of the other ones because we were going to have another uh, another opponent in yeah. the match with them. Yeah. I felt like it was going to have like a little bit of a different wrinkle to it. So yes, I agree with you. It, it almost feels like they had to rush forward plans a little bit because I assumed like something like a last man standing match between the two of them for the title was going to be the takeover for Mania. Like yeah. that's that that and was that's what the I last time they fight. They had as much as I enjoyed the Gargano versus Chamba stuff. I agree with you. It's got to end at WrestleMania this year. That's where it's all got to come to a close. But but does Gargano win? Finally, does, does, do, you, do you want to see Gargano finally get the mm. NXT title? The traditionalist in me says yes, but the booking, the, the pseudo, like, imaginary booker that fantasy I am. Booker the fantasy you? booker, because I'm nowhere, nowhere, in no way a booker. Um, but um, <clears throat> I want to say that, you know, it depends. it depends on who gets called up. After afterwards, I kind of feel like the, it, they would both get called up though at this point, wouldn't they? Like they've both been in NXT for such a long time. But I don't know, man. I see, I see Vince looking at both of them, and then like, yo, they're they, even Champa. They're 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 both so small. Champa's not super small. They're both I mean, short. They're shorter than He's Finn. Not, like, I'm not saying that. It, no, Champa's not shorter than Finn, is he? It seems like they're both shorter me. than Triple H. <laughs> I know because he's taking pictures with them. <laughs> wait, now I'm interested. Wait, let's see. Okay, Champa is okay. Wait, it, that that is a long time for like a storyline to be going on and everything too. Like that that makes perfect sense that it would end even if it ended before then. You know, like I like I, part of me is thinking back. You know, just like the idea of like how they kind of came back together. I remember when. Shawn Michaels and and Chris Jericho were feuding with each other, and I remember the last couple of matches. I thought, how are these guys still in a feud with each other? How is this still going on at this point? And that was only like eight months, and now it's like these guys have been going for years. It's like it's about time to end it. Are you bored of it at this point? No, though? not bored of it, but that doesn't mean that I want to get bored of it's it. It's been done so well. Uh, you're right about their size. They are they are shorter Ooh, than I realized. Tall. I'm taller than both of them. Crazy. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just uh, you could be NXT champ. It's, a, it's <laughs> another reason why I've brought up before. It sucks so much. That five ten and five eleven. That these guys are. Killing themselves and putting on arguably one of the best feuds, not only in NXT history, but recent wrestling history. And they're only just going to be delegated to 205 when they get up to the main roster. I honestly believe Gargano. I honestly look, I love Johnny Gargano. I think he's killing it. Yes, absolutely. Um, But I agree with you. I don't think Vince will ever see him as anything more than 205 Live. Uh, I don't think I don't see him. You know, we've seen from Sami Zayn. It's not like he's going to get massively. He, Johnny Gargano is the modern, yeah. not modern day, I guess, because isn't that type, but the current version of Sami Zayn in NXT. Yeah. He plays the character that Sami Zayn played before him. And we've seen from Sami Zayn's push that he's not, he's going to be around, he, you know, he could be around adjacent things, but he's not going to be the main guy. Sami Zayn like win that. a title yet in no, WWE? Uh, no. He hasn't won the Intercontinental title yet. Nope. No, I don't no think tag so. Team? Wow. Um, and, it's shocking. And. Uh, I, I, there's some parallel, not a lot, but there are some parallels between in the in the careers of Johnny and Tommaso and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, where like you know they're always going to be tied together. They always will be. Sometimes they were yeah. tag teams. Sometimes they were feuding. And in my opinion, in the order that they should get called up, skill aside, it should in in order to keep this whole thing going. 
call up Champa first. Yeah. I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you there. That and to be honest with you, no matter what you know how we feel about the situation, Champa has proven himself to be one of the most effective heels in all of WWE. Right Agreed. Now. I, Agreed. I don't care. You know, size aside. You know, he is getting real heel heat, like massive heel heat, actually hated. I don't know if you, you guys are like this. I, uh, I He did an interview on WWE.com today about his title reign. Yeah. And some of the quotes, and they're so good. I, I'll pull it up right here. But he, uh, he, he said, uh, they said, where do, you, where do you see this brand going with you as NXT champion? And he said, with Tommaso Ciampa as its ruler, NXT has officially become the A show. There is no ceiling, no boundaries, no limits. I'm writing my own legacy, and I'm carrying NXT along for the ride. When my mission is complete, kids will no longer dream of their WrestleMania moment. Kids will dream of their TakeOver moment. Which mm. I was like, that's such a good heel thing. And then he said, uh, I said, what can the NXT universe expect from your title defense at TakeOver? And he said, well, for starters, the NXT world title will finally be defended in the main event of TakeOver again. Spoiler alert, I win. <laughs> which, ah. which I loved. I thought, I, Burn. He, but he's just... He's so good at everything he's been doing heel wise. Like, yeah. I mean, he is definitely. I mean, you were texting us the other day about it. How just like that's his music now. It's just the, the yeah. Booze. He just comes out to booze. And uh, when did he, when is the last time something like people reacted that much to to like a heel? That's why when I was asking you guys, I don't I, like. I get yeah. I, obviously, he's a heel and he's doing every like thing classic. Like you know, has no merch, no theme song, nothing that people could get behind, no catchphrase. And um, not even like a finishing move, really. Yeah. But then I'm like, are they booing him just to be ironic or are they are they booing and booing him? I, I, I well, I think we've seen with people like uh, Adam Rose or a no way Jose, like the, the NXT audience, they play along like yeah. Yeah. they want to be not necessarily part of the show, but they want. Well, some of them want to be part of the show, but they 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 try to enhance the show yeah. with their with their yeah, reaction. Like oh, I think that they, you're the devil, Chompa. I think yeah, that, I think that. they do enhance the show. Yeah, I just don't know how much their enhancements help transition into main roster Correct. entertainment. Like, do I think that when Chompa comes to the main roster, if they they'll do the do. same thing with him, will the whole audience? Do? No, they won't all be booing him. It'll be this. It'll be kind of awkward, you know, yeah. like just be him walking out in silence, which. I don't know if that necessarily will translate, uh, but we're also. By the way, my points about Johnny and and or Champa going up to two hundred five live. This is me just being worst case scenario. Yeah, of course they could make. Who knows if they get called up and they are allowed to do, which we've seen that they haven't been, but they're allowed to do what they did at NXT on two hundred five live. Then they could be the reason why more people tune in. But pull like a, like a, what they tried to do with Enzo, but with a popular storyline that's yes. already in place, bringing yes. it over. Yes, you know I really don't want to see that. Well, you know what I would prefer is I would prefer in the next superstar shakeup after WrestleMania because we said it has to end at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I'd prefer at WrestleMania, and obviously that it'd be tough if one of them wins the title, but I don't care. I'd be I would like even the superstar shakeup. Champa gets drafted to Raw. Gargano gets drafted to SmackDown, and they're split in that sense until the next time one of those things happen, and they end up on the same show. But that's yeah. if they don't get go to if they don't go to two hundred five live. If they don't go to two hundred five live, do you worry that they'll make a transition of like their feud or of like their great history together, similar to like how they did with like Bailey and Sasha? Because I feel like Bailey and Sasha had like this epic run together in NXT, and they're connection in WWE has been so lackluster and disappointing to me and it's just like I kind of like you don't I, like the boss and hug connection it's no did you see their shirt I I hate th- their storyline so much <laughs> I can I like that viewers can now see Elijah if you're watching via YouTube and not just listening on uh, the podcast feed because I feel like any because I can see it in your face how just the thought of this whole storyline just makes you frustrated. Uh, it almost I like it, it can be seen on YouTube it for everyone now. Started taking off like when Bailey beat the crap out of Sasha. I was like, damn, this is precisely yeah, they were going the right way. What I've been waiting for, and now I see like these pictures of them together, and I'm just like, no, 
This is the opposite of what I want out of this, of anything I want to watch. Don't make them be happy, friendly, lovey people together because they're horrible actors. It was an interesting choice. It was an interesting choice going in that direction. But um, what may happen with that is maybe something that hap- is something that could happen with Johnny and Tommaso is that you use all your tricks the first time. Whereas in NXT, which is I feel is what hap- is what Eli is feeling, yeah, is that yo Sasha and Bailey tore the house down almost every time they were together in NXT. They're like legendary matches, legendary it's, feud. It's like what can we do? What else can we do now? Yeah, you know? it's, it's true. It really is. I mean, obviously, you know, there's a large portion of the audience who hasn't who didn't see all of their work in mm-hmm. NXT. You know, for example, someone like my dad who yeah. didn't watch them all. And it's interesting to me because you know I feel, I feel like I've talked about my dad on here as someone who doesn't like women's wrestling and he texted me recently about that he heard me say it on here and he was like stop saying that stop saying that <laughs> it's not true i used to not like yeah. the women's matches now the women's matches are my favorite thing on the card yeah. so i mean he, he they have helped people like that come around yeah so maybe i mean it's different for us because it's you just know, a, we it's saw, weird it's, it's like when you see it's like when you read a really good book and they make a subpar movie out of it, yeah. and you're like, "Man, that book was so good! Like, why didn't they just make what was in the book?" And yeah. you know, so like, I feel like that's what we get a lot of the time with the main roster yeah. version of NXT stuff. And I think a lot of people, you know, like like there's this weird middle ground of of main roster acknowledging NXT that just like I don't know, like like I feel like they were quick to acknowledge Oscar's reign, but like you know her undefeated streak. But then so many other things like they don't really call back to, and then and then some fans are like, "Oh, I hope they get a chance to do on the main roster what they already did in NXT," and it's like they already did it, like it, it already existed. It's still in the pantheon of, and, and timeline of WWE. It still existed. Yeah, you know, it's part of canon. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so one thing I want to talk about before we switch topics here is the injury angle that they did to write Alistair Black off of Takeover. Don't uh, go in that parking lot. Yeah, That's... I love that they have now made the NXT parking lot the most dangerous place for it's wrestlers. It's such a nondescript parking lot. Yeah, too. like to walk from your car just to the building, which isn't that far. You know, Wild like, West. You know, like, yeah, it's like you got to sprint through that area. <laughs> you know? Their parking lot essentially in look is like the parking lot from the office from Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> And it's just like, it's really dangerous out there. It's like, I know they're in Florida, but like, come on, you know? <laughs> I hope somebody gets, like, attacked by an alligator Keith out Lee, there. what happened? I got mugged on the way from my car to the door. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was that stalker that showed up there, too. So, like, maybe... <laughs> Jesus! It might in, in real life, it's yeah. actually sketchy. <laughs> hey, they need to make a stalker angle, like, for somebody and be like, it was him all along. <laughs> which, by the way, the um, I forget which Twitter account pointed it out, but... They literally litter the entire... It's like, who shot Mr. Burns? Well, that was my favorite part of that, is that, you know, the last time they really did something like this was Hideo Tommy, and yeah. even though they... It was very never, clear. They who, never explained who it was. I, I They I never... Thought, I, I always thought it was Kevin Owens. Well, that's what you're supposed to think, yeah. but... They never, know, well, then it never came they back They literally it. never came back to it, <laughs> ever, and you don't know that, which I love that Hideo Tommy quote-tweeted the video, yeah. and he said that parking lot, the parking lot's unsafe, yeah. <laughs> which was great. Uh, oh, that's who did it. Yeah, it was him who quote tweeted it that the parking lot is unsafe. But, but uh, that's the yeah. funniest thing he's ever said. Me too. I was cracking. <laughs> up. I was, I was dying when I saw. I was like, that's that's funny thing from Hideo Tommy. Weird. You don't normally see that. You are a legitimately humorous man, Hideo <laughs> Tommy. Um, but you know, when they did the Hideo Tommy one, it was kind of similar in the fact that there were a few suspects that were like, you know, yeah. that were. But there, hope, no, but they were all over the parking lot, like, doing say, different this things. This time they did a good, very, they did, totally did the Simpsons style yeah. of like having them in different. Like first you had Gargano, who like, what was he doing out there? Like, like why Chompa was he was running with like it? Running past the camera, like looking like. Oh, I didn't he, even see Champa. No, Champa like runs up, like holding his belt, like like that. Oh, like, I didn't even notice like, him. Looking like and, no, that's the thing. Each time you watch it, you notice something new. Because I saw heavy machinery come in for the selfie. Yeah, I saw Undisputed Era like go go get get, get out of here get out of here. I like I like to think that Undisputed Era drives like that everywhere now. Like that that's how like in my mind when they go over they got the top down Adam Cole sitting on the top you know Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. I love that image of them. I thought that was even great. on the freeway. Yeah, even <laughs> on the freeway everything is like his hair is flowing in the wind. Was hey baby you know on the freeway. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I get a re- ticket for that, by the way. Yeah, I know. I really <laughs> hope, though, that this time 
there is payoff to it. No, I know it's difficult because obviously people get called up and stuff like that. But I think with Adeo, if I recall, he, his injury was much more significant. He had a severe and he, one, and, and he got, uh, a, he got another injury like right well, off the bat. Yeah, so, so he, it was known he was going to be out for a little bit of time when that happened. With Velvet, with Velveteen, with, with uh, Alistair Black, this is only going to be, from what we, you know, we put on the site this week, that um, sources tell me that it, it looks like he's going to be back by October. I'm not sure when in October, that's not, but that's not, not very long. So that's enough where I would, because, you know, the, the whole thing, like from uh, plenty of things that we've listened to on the radio, the podcast, so on and so forth, Vince, uh, a common excuse Vince uses is nobody will remember that, you know? And totally. I think that could apply because Hideo was out for so long. Yeah, I think it was like nine months. It was a long yeah, I mean, time. Might it, even longer it all depends that. on like what they're trying to do at that period of time in which the, the superstar comes back. Like, if, they, if it doesn't fit the plans of where they're at and everything like that, they're just going to forget it. They do it all the time. I just hope they don't. Well... Please. Good luck. With I that. feel like Triple H Please. is better than that. I feel like Triple H, Triple H doesn't necessarily leave things well. If you're open a good like boy, that. Papa Hunter will leave a good match for you underneath. Hopefully, your they'll start some sort of weekly segment where somebody is like traipsing about the parking lot with a magnifying glass, searching for more clues. For, oh man, too bad Leslie Nelson's dead. I know. Nielsen. Nielsen. Yeah. Nelson. <laughs> Leslie no, Nelson. Leslie Nelson. Leslie Nelson's <laughs> probably a totally different person. Yeah, he's like, I'm alive. <laughs> hey, she's like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Leslie Nelson. I'm looking to see if I had a plug here because I just realized my computer's going to die soon. Whatever. It's okay. We're good. Just, Let's move topics here. Let's just move Just turn on. the uh, dimness all the way up or whatever, you, however you say that. I turned it down. And now me. I can't read it. Ooh, this, is, this, this story's got yeah, this is my a lot of me on the bone, as they say. <laughs> I like the look on your face as you said that. Mm. Yes, this one's a this one's a little this one's a little uh, a lot of tea in this one. Explain uh, the tea was good on this. The one. The tea was good on this one. So uh, Cole Cabana is suing CM Punk over legal fees connected to the defamation case that they were both fighting uh, against Doctor Chris Amen, WWE's doctor, and and Cole Cabana is requesting. Over $1 million in damages. Now, that's a lot of cheese. Yeah, that's a lot of mustard. Uh, <laughs> we both used different kinds of food hey, reference. It's a lot of cheesy mustard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that a thing? No, but maybe it should be. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like, easy, it's like easy cheese mixed with Dijon. Oh, God, that sounds disgusting. Put it on a pretzel, it would not be disgusting. It'd be amazing. You know, I only recently learned that people... Put mustard on pretzels. Yeah, what? That's like what you're supposed to. No, do. no, no, not not like pretzels at like uh, like a like a, at a like baseball a baseball game, game or yeah. something like that. I'm talking about like regular pretzels, regular hard pretzels. Oh, like the crunchy ones. I've seen people do that before. Yeah. Well, it's not that different. It's just the consistency. It's yeah. Just a, yeah. I, no, I get it with the soft pretzel, I mean, but a hard pretzel. Ch- people dip chips and guac. I mean, it's not hey, really. Hey, people put French fries and fucking milkshakes, dude. This yeah, is 2018. That's disgusting. I would never do people that. That's, like an old, that's a Wendy's thing. You never know I, that. Like people do. That I know. Thing. I know they do it, but I'm not a fan. I'm not. I don't approve it. Is what I'm saying. I people dip artichoke pieces into mayonnaise. I do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not that weird. And like, I mean, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it, and there's nothing wrong with dipping normal pretzels into mustard. That's my uh, point. When I was, but cheesy mustard, not okay. When oh, I man, was, I'm, I'm gonna make cheesy mustard tonight. <laughs> when I was nine, I used to have uh, cocoa puffs. And instead of milk, I used root beer. And my mom found out and put a stop to that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. It's like, this is diabetes in a bowl. It's <laughs> so much sugar. It's so much sugar. How was it? It was great. It tastes like a root beer float. Yeah. You know what? I might try it. I thought tonight. Plus, yeah, I, I, was, I was a wild and crazy kid back then. I was then, a man. wild and crazy kid. Um, okay. So, uh, okay. So, uh, Cole Cabana. He filed suit for breach of contract and fraud. And basically, you know, it's a thing that's played out the past few years. This is the, better. They're the, the a story. thing that basically, you know, Colt, you know, interviewed CM Punk on the Art of Wrestling in 2014. Um, not long after they were threatened with, you know, with, with a, basically got a legal letter saying, take it down and we're going to sue you. Um, now, according to Colt, he then went to Punk and said, hey, we just got this letter. Like, what should I do? Like, should I, should I, I'm going to take it down. And Colt was like, no, no, no. Like, I'll talk to my like, legal no, team. No, no, no. I'll handle it. You're covered. Like, don't worry about it. So then Colt didn't take it down. Then the doctor filed suit. And, uh, you know, 
basically once the doctor filed suit, Colt went back to Punk like, "Hey, what what am I going to do? I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't do this. You know, I can't afford this." And Punk told him, "You're 100 percent covered. I'll make sure you're th- this is handled. Yeah. Don't worry about it." Then they went and they got a lawyer together. They signed an agreement saying Punk would handle all the legal bills, um, and that was that. At least Punk, at least that's what Colt thought was going to be yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but then after like six months, maybe a little while longer, um, apparently the legal bills had gotten to like well, over $500,000. Since the case point. was announced, how long was it until the actual trial happened? Well, so this, okay, so he filed it in 2015. This was now in 2016. When they finally, when when Punk hit up Colt and was like, "Yo, I can't pay for all your stuff anymore." It's now at five hundred and thirteen thousand seven hundred and thirty. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. But this doesn't include all the legal fees from recently, like when the this was that wasn't no, they hadn't even gotten there yet. This was still in two thousand before it had even gone to trial. This was still all pre-trial stuff, and they had racked up that much money. That's a lot of money before the trial even started. Before it even started. That's crazy. Yeah. So. He so Punk sends an email to Colt in 2016 that says, "To date, I have spent five hundred and thirteen thousand seven hundred and thirty-six dollars on this Amon lawsuit. My outstanding current bill is at least three hundred k. Half of this is yours. Divide the five hundred and thirteen thousand seven hundred and thirty-six by two, and that is what you owe me and what I expect you to pay me. Starting now, I will no longer be paying your bills. You are on your own." Whatever my bill is currently will be cut in half, and half will be yours. Wait, wait. If you choose to make this all ugly, that's fine, too. I hope you won't, but I gave up on you doing what is right a long time this ago. This is what who said to who? Punk said that to Cole. Yeah. I, I just don't know that there's any precedent for Punk to be able to be like, hey, I know I had this agreement with you, but starting now, you have to back pay me for half of it. Just right? Like, like, that seems like that wouldn't legally fly. Like if he, you know, like no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I was putting it in like a, I don't know, like, like let's say you said something on the podcast that got us sued, mm-hmm. like, and I, like, you completely went off the rail, did your own thing, said something got us sued, and then you came to me and were like, "Don't worry about it, my fault. I'll, I, I, I'll handle this for us. I'll pay for it." I all. would immediately go to Mexico, and you'd never see me again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, and then and then halfway through being like, oh, never mind. You got to pay for it. Bye. Yeah, I think it sounds good to say that, like whenever you're telling somebody not to take something down because you have a personal bone, you know, you have a bone to pick with whomever it is that's coming after you. It's another thing to be faced with a multi hundred thousand dollar bill, too. And you're and you're not, I mean, even though Colt is booked a lot, you know, he's not. I mean, I mean, he's, he's not um, making UFC and WWE no, money. That's not. for damn sure. No. Uh, um, so before my next, uh, before I say anything, so you said they had a written agreement. They did. So basically, they had a written agreement. Then Punk said this, and then Colt was like, "I can't pay this. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. I can't pay this. I don't have that money." And so, after like back and forth, uh, Punk's legal counsel. It sounds like they basically said whatever. Because okay, sorry. Let me explain. It sounds like Punk's legal team, after all this, decided that if he wasn't going to pay them this large sum of money and he went and got his own lawyer, that it was possible that Colt, with his own lawyer, would settle with Dr. Chris Amon and by proxy fuck up everything that Punk's legal team was doing to not settle with, with Dr. Chris Amon. So what they did was they were like, you know what? You're gonna screw this all up for us. Just we'll let you. We'll do it for free for you. Like Punk's paying us anyways. You're just part of it. Whatever. And they got kind of like mad. And then it sounds like after a certain amount of time, though, it was passed along. You know what? Never mind. You're not on this anymore. You have to get your own lawyer. So then he went and got his own lawyer, and those two lawyers started working together. Then. The trial finally happened this year. So to answer your question from a little while ago, I mean, shit, they got the they got sued in 2015. Three years of stuff. That's a lot of money. I wonder fees. what the total amount is that CM Punk ended up paying as a legal team. Well, at the end of the day, okay, so then at the end, it sounds like from what the vibe I got in these documents that Cole Cabana filed, it sounds like the court said Amon ultimately had to pay the legal fees. Oof. So then 
WWE was bankrolling. Yeah. So yeah. it's not, you know. But it sounds like that's what happened. And then the vibe, I, it wasn't super clear in the docs I read, but the vibe, that's the vibe I got. Yeah. Was that ultimately he was going to have to pay the legal fees. And so then Colt's lawyer went to Punk's lawyer, and or Colt went to Punk's lawyer saying, hey, since we're getting reimbursed money, I now need to reimburse my lawyer. I need $200,000 to reimburse my lawyer. And they were like, no. Yeah. The money that was for reimbursement was for this legal team. Like, that's not for you guys. Yeah. That's for us. And so that's part of the lawsuit, too. Like, he wants the $200,000 for the legal fees and then a million dollars in damages. Curious if this whole push, uh, you know, like, you know, I know that they're saying, oh, Colt Cabana's coming after CM Punk for this money. I'd be curious to see if it's the lawyer, see, uh, uh, Colt's lawyer, who's actually the predominant push behind this. I'm sure he's at the end of the day because they may have had an agreement that was basically along the lines of like, well, I'll be reimbursed for all my costs and everything. Of so the second that doesn't happen, yeah, of course, like the lawyer is going to come after him. And also, it probably isn't like in it probably is in the best interest for Colt to be part of it too. Because it kind of seemed like CM Punk went back on his word on a, a, a on a written word. It sounds like, yeah, and kind of like used him, kind of threw their friendship in the trash. Literally, it sounds like he used Colt and the platform Colt had created to get out his message about you know to to whine and cry about everything that happened to him. Which whatever, yeah. I would probably do the same thing. But then at the end of the day, you got your best friend fucking sued for hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars, and you then. Threw your friendship away for it sounds like the ultimate dick. Like look at like like I know that Colt did a lot for Punk back then. Like as in friends terms, like he was their best friends. Yeah. You know, like I know that you know like one time you know Colt called me to get mad at me for Punk. You yeah. know, like he like they were boys. You yeah. know, and I man, I couldn't imagine just my friend throwing me under the bus like that. Yeah. Um it's well first off, I can guarantee you all of them wish they didn't make that episode. Oh yeah. Um I because it's shit. I mean, has anybody had this much of a headache for th- four close for to any four podcast years? interview ever? Ever. I don't think there's ever been a podcast that's ever been this like contentious. Contentious, yeah. yeah. Yes. It, so. This is on the level of like that OJ book where it's like if I did it. <laughs> yeah. And uh it's 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 uh, it's that's the first thing I said when you posted that story. I mean, the article was that it's it's just a shame. It really is because these two guys. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, Punk was hurting. Colt reached out to him, gave him the platform, and I think just you know, money really money does ruin relationships. Yeah. That's why you never do business with your friends. Yeah, you never do. And unfortunately, even though it wasn't technically a business venture, money came into play. A large yeah. sum of money came into play. And I, I mean, I've maybe dealt with punk twice in my entire life. I have no, I don't know, I don't know him. I don't know Phil Brooks. I can't say what happened or what didn't. But if I, but I do know being in a position where money has come in between me and a friendship before. You it it does make you look at people differently. It do, it kind of it, you kind of see who that person is it, on both sides. Yeah, I'm not I'm talking cult and punk. Yeah, and I I think that they were living in a relationship where they were both cutthroat indie guys, and they were kind of just out there like there were two Chicago kids just trying to make it in this professional wrestling world that they loved so much growing up. And when Punk crossed over into the mainstream of WWE and Colt didn't, I'm not saying that it caused any rift there. It does change your perspective of thinking once you've been there. Yeah. I'm talking in the sense of, of course. CM Punk. And um, when he got, like I said, he was hurt. He was definitely hurt physically and mentally when he, was, when he got out of the WWE. And I just think the whole thing was put together in haste. I think it was put together without a lot of thought on either side. And they're paying the price for it now. And I just think that it's, like uh, like I said, I think when they finally... I don't think they spent that much time together before this. When it, cause no, they Punk, did, because they talk about it in the well, podcast. Well, I'm saying when they were on the... When, I mean, when I they were friends, yeah. obviously. I'm saying when Punk was on the road. No, because he lived in Chicago still. So when he was home, they'd hang out. Yeah, some, yeah, okay. yeah they were still... Then, at, the, at that time. But I agree with you in the sense that, like, it was all done... They 100%... 
wish they hadn't and that it was rushed in because I remember, you know, as a guy who's listened to, you know, I was a big, I loved Art of Wrestling podcast. I listened to all those interviews back in the day. I remember that interview when, when it hit, I listened to it like the minute Does it hit. Like anymore? I got, well, it's in a different format now. It's not interviews as much anymore. It's more of a live storytelling story. It's like a blog kind of, it's like an audio blog almost, but, um, an og. <laughs> yes um but i i remember that podcast when it hit i literally like i got the notification that it went live and i was like oh that's gonna be juicy and listen to it but i remember there was he had this uh rule he had this rule for a long time uh that he didn't like to interview someone right after they got fired because he felt like this the, the wound was too fresh yeah. that he'd like to give him a little bit of time so that it didn't feel like this bitter well it's you know, like i didn't want, want to be a you shoot type of thing totally but then I, yeah the punk I to- thing turned into t- turned out to be that it, and i totally I, I i believe this that if they had slept on it i don't think they would have done it i believe that i'm a, like you know i'm a little surprised that whenever like the lawyer came calling one of the like, cease and desist dropped that that cult just trusted punk you know and, and punk's request but to that's not how take close it down they were at the time yeah i, I know that i mean but- like let's be honest with you if if I used you as an example, but if we were in that situation and it happened with Jamie and Jamie told me, like, you're good, I would probably believe him. You I mean, know? well, I'm not going to mention what this instance is, but I have asked you, like, if I, I had an issue with somebody, I'm not going to say what it is on the air. But and you you said yes. Like, if I if if you need a platform, I, I got yeah. you. And um, it, and yeah, and I, I didn't. We are going to do that story, though. OK. Did you get it? Did you end up getting this stuff? Yeah, we should do that story because right. someone needs to get called out for being a fucking dick. Uh, I yeah. want to be part of the story as well. I can't believe you well. that shit. Yeah, I forgot. We should do that. Emailed the website. Wow. Emailed the lawyer. Ooh. Wow. That guy is... Whew. Not saying nothing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It's funny, too, because it's similar names in the topic that Don't we were What the fuck, man? <laughs> um, I'm not saying nothing. Hey... <laughs> You know, the first thing that came to mind, this is like whenever I I heard about the lawsuit, at first I wondered if it was just a business dealing completely. Um, And it kind of reminded me of after the Lord of the Rings films came out, Peter Jackson and his crew sued New Line Cinema like almost immediately because like there was some weird accounting fraud or something like that. I can't recall the exact story, but I remember just thinking like, how could Peter Jackson and New Line Cinema be in a lawsuit with each other when he just made a, like the, one of the greatest trilogies of all time and the la- last movie won like a record or a record tying amount of Academy Awards? And almost immediately after that, Peter Jackson sued New Line Cinema to get like their books and, and realized that they had done a, a bunch of like illicit backdoor, you know, like financial dealings and stuff like that to not pay Peter Jackson and his crew yeah, the amount that. of money that they were due. And then Peter Jackson came back and did the Hobbit movies after that. So part of me at first was like, is this just like a business dealing that's going on? But the thing is, is that I don't think there's any sort of business dealing when it's attached to CM Punk. Just based no, off he's of... he's always been like this. I mean, if you look back at his history, that's why he stopped talking to his brother, too. Money is something he takes real seriously. Yeah. But it's why he stopped talking to his brother, too, if I recall. Like, he, his brother was taking money from the company that they were, the wrestling company they were doing together, and he got pissed, and so he stopped talking to him. And same with his family. His family was asking him for money when he got famous, and he was like, fuck you guys. You guys weren't there for me when I wasn't famous. I'm not going to give you money now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, clearly... I mean, to be fair, I probably I probably wouldn't show up for somebody in my I family either. if they were like, hey, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. I'd be like, good luck with that. <laughs> um, no, but if I was in Punk's shoes, I'd be mad at the family members who did that, too. Absolutely. And I don't know if... I mean, I just really don't know if Punk is completely like completely the bad guy in this. I don't I really. Mean, you don't see him not, as the bad guy. I don't. I don't. I, if again, we don't know what happened. If we haven't gotten Punk's if, side yet, yeah. If I would, I would love to hear Punk's side. Me too. I would love. to. I'm sure he'll file it's, something yes. as well with his side. Yeah, play devil's advocate. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of CM money. Punk, $500,000 to CM Punk is not – it's not like he has nowhere near $500 million. The guy's got a – probably does have some you – a know, couple million back change in his bank account and everything like that. But that amount of legal fees is a huge percentage of the money that he probably had too. So I can understand – But also $300,000 is not, is worth a lot more to Colt Cabana than it is for to sure. CM Punk. Yeah. It's – and – Especially I, if they're – if they truly felt like they were – innocent in the whole thing then you truly feel like you're gonna get reimbursed at the end for all this punk had that money regardless i know he's at 500 million dollars punk has that money yeah punk, punk all punk would have had to have done at the end of the day is 
go do a wrestling show, and he would have like yeah, a ton of money too. So like, so I, just, I don't the know. Devil's advocate thing. If there was a signed agreement, this is going to be a very short case. Agree. Hundred percent. If there was a signed agreement, there's literally no argument on CM Punk. You can't sign something and then be like, "Oh, I don't change that my now." Mind. Well, <laughs> also, like, you can't. Like, I mean, regardless of how the case turned out, probably not a good idea to go out in public and say a bunch of negative things about somebody and then end up getting sued for it and everything like that. So, I mean, the guy clearly responds emotionally at certain moments. Yeah. And obviously, there was a lot of emotion in that note that he sent to Colt too. So, I agree with you. I think that like it, it's. Largely going to be an open and shut case for whoever uh, Cole Cabana's counsel is. Yeah, especially if there's a signed document. If it was a signed document, it's done. But if there's not, this may be another three years. But uh, well, another story that oh, yeah. surprisingly, you know, I can see the traffic on the site all all week, uh, and this one had people in it all week. And mm. I, I feel like you guys probably weren't super aware of this one, but uh, you know, last week we talked about the the wrestler with the Nazi gimmick. Yes. Uh, this week was a situation, not Nazi wrestler, but this was a wrestler named Sam Adonis. Now, he's kind of got like a Trump supporter gimmick that he used in Mexico. Um, But he was at a Rev Pro event in the UK. And apparently he came out and started dropping a bunch of homophobic slurs about the audience, calling them the F word, Mm. um, uh, stuff like that, you know. Uh, And then it caused the crowd to turn their back to him. And start chanting, please don't come back. Or not please, just don't come back. Um, and then, you know, after the fact, he kind of put out a statement that, you know, his initial statement was, wait till the story plays out kind of a thing. Like, oh, this is just chapter one. Like, I'm trying to tell a story here. Um, but the company was pissed. They kicked him off the, their future shows. They said not what they want, supported with their brand. Um, do you, th- I mean... I, do you think this is kind of similar to the Nazi thing where it's like, yes, we get it. They're someone playing a character, but do you need to make pe- possibly make people in the audience feel, I don't know, like weird for, I, I think it's different. I think it's, um, do I support the wrestler that did it? No, I don't. I mean, like, and, and to be honest, I don't really know the crowd of a rev pro event. I'm aware of the brand and I know people, big names go through there. Yeah. But I mean, can you enlighten me? Like, what's the generally like? I think they're very they, they they no yes adult yes. But I I would say they not not that crowd where you could be pulling that kind. It's of not thing. like an ICP. Crowd. No 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 no. It's much more of like the progress yeah, type so crowd, sophisticated then European yes. crowd. And, yeah, and you know what? Regardless of whether or not you think it was on PC or too or too over the over the top, hey. Promoter doesn't want you to do that. You don't fucking do it. I'm just, it's, it is what it is. And also, I never, so I don't think that he, it wasn't so much they said they did or didn't. He kind of just went rogue a little bit. It sounds like he got on the mic and just kind of started going rogue. We have seen a lot of instances where you get so worked up and you're like, and the blood starts pumping so fast and you say, we've seen wrestlers do this a million times and just say things and they don't even think about it. They just say things. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how old this guy is, but he was probably when he was younger. He, him, and his friends probably called each other fags yeah. and stuff like that. He seems like he's around our age. Yeah, yeah. and um, and um, I don't think he went up there. Say, I don't. Well, I, from what I, from what it seems, is that in Mexico, because he, he mainly, he primarily works in Mexico. Yeah, and he does do these things in Mexico. It mm-hmm. is part of his character, from what I've is heard. Is he from Mexico? No. Okay. He's a white dude. He's a, his whole thing is that he's a Trump supporter, so he kind of goes there. He was on the news back when Trump kind of yeah. first. See, that's cheap heat. That's the cheap. Yeah, it's agreed. cheap. It, it is. It, it it like oh, if you're something, if you're something incredibly offensive, of course you're going to get booed. You know, it's there's a difference, man. I also like, like the idea that. Oh, you got to wait to see how the story plays out. I was like, there's no story playing out here. Give me a break. That's like, what a... was really your arc that you yeah, were talking what, about? What's this I don't grand think it's character as... arc that you're taking everybody on, please? I had to start with calling everyone the F word. Like, when, I say, when I say it's different, I'm speaking on in terms of the level of severity. Yeah. The Nazi character was way worse. Yeah. No question. Yeah. The Trump supporter thing, if you don't flat out say that you're a Trump supporter... And you kind of dance around it. No, he, he does. He does 
come out right and say it. Like, which is no, I'm saying it would be better if he didn't. Oh, I see. Yeah, because he even like like in Mexico, he'll come out with like a flag with Trump's face on it. Yeah, like that so and stuff. I mean, like that's just being. It's it's too. You're it's. Uh, it's like it, to me, it's the same thing as being a being a, a garbage man. You know, it's something that exists in the world, and you don't have to do that much tweaking to, for it to be a wrestling character. And it's it's using something that is a hot button in the world right now, and that thing won't even be relevant in four years. Yeah, it's and it, then you're just the guy who was calling everyone, yeah, it's, like, homo it, and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's not a, it's it's severe. Don't get me wrong; it's not as severe as the Nazi thing. But it's it's more of a just like, dude, you it's I'm not so much angry at the person. I'm just like, dude, you're, like, why? Like, yeah. Why did you need to do that? Like, That's it, I, honestly that was kind of the vibe I got while reporting the story that even the promoter who tweeted a statement and the people who were angry about it was more just like a like, why, man? Yeah. Like, like, why? Why go like, there? Why? What's the point? Like, what? What were you going to gain from this? Like, what was anyone going to gain? Well, what's from the, that? what's like the again? What's the long term arc that you're going to form out of this? It's like it's it's kind of it's kind of cheap. It's just it's a one off gimmick. The, the twist is I get deported and now I can't <laughs> leave Mexico. <laughs> uh, I was surprised this week though that the since we're talking about the Nazi dude, I was surprised to see that. Uh, that the, the the guy with the Nazi gimmick that his school released a statement. Hey, it's that district, and I'll say that I don't give a shit. I know plenty of people from that district. That is, you know. <laughs> yeah. the The statement was, you know, the there was one part in the statement that they released that just like, I, I it made me cringe a little bit because I was just like, you had to word it like that. I'm pulling it up right now because my computer died. I was, as I was going to say, I knew it, it was going to. Yeah, it died. It died. Um, but, uh, okay, so their statements, the, the one part of the statement that bothered me said. The statement made me more mad than the fact that he kept his job. Right? That, yeah. Okay, that wasn't just me. Read Did it. you not rehear the statement? Oh, man. Okay, so it's a long one, but it's, okay. Um, you want me to read it? Like, my no, anger no. has shifted from him to the, the to the school board. Okay, I'm so glad you said that, Jamie, because. Sometimes I overreact according to people, and I was wondering if that was just me because I felt the exact same way while reading it, and so did Erica, and so did the person who forwarded it to me from the school district or who lives, who, whose kid is in that school district. Um, but the part that drove me crazy, it said, it said, uh, based on the investigation completed, we have found no evidence indicating violation of board policies by Mr. Bean. As such, Mr. Bean will continue Mr. to... Mr. Bean. <laughs> I know. Every time they say Mr. Bean, it made me laugh. Uh, as such, I could just imagine him like... <laughs> imagine having a teacher named Mr. Bean, too. Like, oh, man. Uh, as such, Mr. Bean will continue to remain a teacher within the district. As, as Me, too. As we shared previously, the actions that were demonstrated in the video are not supported or sanctioned by the Spring Ford area school district, and we will work with our staff so that we may continue to uphold the high standards our community has come to expect. Uh, it's very high, <laughs> As part of our investigation, it was shared with Mr. Bean the concerns that were raised about the character he played. <laughs> Every time you say it, man. <laughs> While many under... Oh, this... Okay, so this is the line that made me mad. While many understand that professional wrestling is a form of entertainment and not a reflection of one's personal beliefs, Mr. Bean understands the character he played has been viewed by some as being offensive. Like, they, they had to, like, add a few, like, not everyone was offended by it. Like, and then he has a statement, his own statement within their statement, that says, uh, the character I portrayed did not reflect my personal feelings or beliefs, and I do apologize to those in the community who were offended by such actions. I have spent many years working in the Spring Ford community and pride myself in providing an exceptional education to my students over the course of 14 years. What Yo. bothered me is that the word Nazi is not said once in the statement, and he doesn't say, I, I denounce Nazism, or I won't do that anymore. Nothing like that. It's just kind of like, my bad. That was the like, worst. Yeah. Like, usually when people are racist or bigoted, they go, oh, I have a lot of friends that are black. That was the worst version of that yeah. I've ever heard. That he's wasn't like, even trying. He's like, I cannot see the relevance in what you're saying. <laughs> like, this organization he says he works for, what the hell does that have to do with race and religion and anything? Right? Like, why wouldn't you just say, I am not a racist. I've, I denounce racism. This was a character I thought would be clever. I was wrong. Was wrong. Won't do it anymore. How hard is that? <laughs> you would think that is a very easy thing for someone well, to do. It's probably because maybe he is a Nazi and he's just like, 
Well, I can't just say this directly. My brethren will be upset. I'm sorry. Is that the thing that's going to get us sued here? <laughs> that's the thing right there. Just, you just kid- did it. Just kidding. No, I mean, I think I don't think he can sue for that. I mean, I anyways, I'm going to I'm Mexico saying, now. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Pro wrestling. Anyways, Elijah Bates signing coming out. Coming to you from Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just We're saying. here with Sam Adonis. The craziest thing about that whole thing is not one parent was just like, Yo, what are you doing? No, here? there were. I, I saw a local news story. Uh, I would take my kid out of the school. Yesterday, I saw a local news story when, when shortly after yeah. I put the story up. Um, I want to say it was like ABC in Philadelphia or something like that. Um, it said like one parent was like, I don't oh, see what? the big deal. But then it was like multiple other parents that we've ca- talked about were very unhappy about it, did not like that this was something that was being associated with their children and the school. Um, the person who sent it to me, his, I believe he said his, he's white, his kid's black, um, and he w- is, like, really unhappy. He was like, man, I do not like racism being a thing uh, where I send my kid yeah. basically to, like, someone who isn't, you know, like pushing that kind of a thing. It's like it's somebody who's in charge of developing your child's mind. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I would be. I would take my kid out of school. I would, too. I, I, I definitely would, too. I, I couldn't. I, I personally wouldn't be cool with that. Um, okay, moving topics here. We only got a little bit of time left. I want to talk about. I'll give you guys the choice here. Mm-hmm. You got Tamatanga. Have, any, have you guys read any of this Tamatanga story where he got like, like okay, you have, uh, where basically he's like uh, possibly being disciplined by New Japan for the way he's been acting lately? Or we can, t- I think this is the one you guys want to talk about the Heyman interview this week from Raw okay. uh, I mean, and going good. to the Performance Center. I mean, what? The Tamatanga thing, as entertaining as it is, it's a work. It's got to be a work, it's right? A work. It's a work. Yeah. That's how I feel too when I read the story. I'm like, come on. Tomatonga isn't going out into the crowd, touching, like, putting his hand on someone and not being fucking fired immediately or suspended immediately for real. Knowingly, with a company that has gainfully employed him for over a decade. Has it been over a decade? But he's been there a while. For many years. Yeah, or that that they would discipline him because he tweeted about Roman, like talking shit to Roman Reigns, or because he called someone a flame ass Dorito. Like, come on, I'm not stupid. (laughs) You know, like he also used the word hoe muffin, which is part of my vocabulary now. Hoe muffin is a good one. So, yeah, work. I'm glad we all are on the same page there. Heyman. So, um, okay, so I want to talk about, because you all saw on Raw this week, Heyman had a sit-down interview, but I like the way that WWE did this this week. So what you saw on TV was Paul Heyman saying, uh, in this you know current incarnation, the way Brock is right now, uh, Roman Reigns has no chance of beating him whatsoever, cannot beat him, no chance whatsoever. Uh and then it ended. But I like that WWE the next day. Yeah, an Easter egg. Did like, yeah, Easter egg. That's a good way of uh, describing like, it. That's it. You got to tune into the WWE.com. To totally. Um, and I don't know. Did you see the video too? But I love how they had that one. And it's just one extra line where they cut, They had that one extra line they released. It wasn't even a full sentence. No, it wasn't even a full sentence of him just going, unless. I'm like, and he like takes his mic off and then it's Renee going like, unless what? <laughs> unless what? What are you talking about? You got to tell us unless what? What Paul Heyman has always been great at, and whether it be Punk, Brock, even Ryback, he's always been great at making the relationship more than just a, a manager-wrestler. He's always done it, yeah. and it's always been executed perfectly. People knock the whole Ryback-Paul Heyman when they would say they love each other and stuff. I, I thought like, that shit was great, I liked too. It. I thought like that when shit he was, kissed him? Yeah, I thought that was great. Although, I think about it sometimes, I'm like, kind of weird. <laughs> done on purpose. Yeah. But, um, and so with this one, the one part that stood, when I, the thing I love about Heyman Probos, especially ones that are produced like this, you know, that are like on only him, when he's really able to cut, cut loose in his acting chops, is you notice little things. Like, for instance, when the, the thing that always stood out to me when he turns to what, whoever was off camera and he goes, Brock's not going to like this. You know, us, <laughs> yeah. like talking because it's it's like he's like a he's like, a, like making it a relationship. Yeah. He's an ex girlfriend. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, he treated you like shit and dumped you, but you still have his feelings in your head. Yeah, and that kind of shit is what sets him aside, uh, above everybody else. Above everybody else. Yes, 
Like that one line did it for me. You mean you think he's a better actor than Bailey and Sasha? <laughs> well, I don't know. No, actually. <laughs> I was acting just now. <laughs> wow. Do you guys think that he turns? Do you guys think? Because you know what? I feel like with that video and all the foreshadowing that's gone, I feel like it's not happening now. I feel like that they want you to think that it's happening now. I feel like I, I, just, I think Brock's sticking around until after WrestleMania. Just from what I've seen time and a time and time again, we are so sure when we're going into whatever pay-per-view, us as a fans, yeah. we're so sure. Literally so we're many. so sure. And they do something completely different. It's happened time yeah. and a time and time again that any time Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar are involved in any match, I don't make a prediction. They, they've held on to the title. Brock's held – because he's held on so far past WrestleMania now at this point, um, I'm convinced that Dana and Vince have already agreed to let Brock wow. walk in with the WWE title yeah. at, at, his first, at his return UFC fight. Imagine that sight. Of Brock walking in as the WWE champion, Cormier walking in behind him as double UFC champion or but, whatever. But then it kind of, you run the risk of the diehards getting super upset. About but it. yeah, I think that would have set I them. Do. I, 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 I do. I do. I think it would have upset them too. But I would also say it doesn't matter if they're upset. Well, I see. It's funny. I don't think it'll upset anyone. Oh, you like wait? Diehard wrestling fans or no, UFC, UFC fans? fans? Oh, okay. No, yes. I think diehard UFC fans will be furious. Diehard UFC fans. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, I think that. Like, I, I also think we've we've gotten to this point now in like his reign as universal champion or just his reign as a champion in general that so many people are like, oh, it's time to take the strap off him. He's never here. And then beyond that, it's just like, oh well. Per the way that wrestling is supposed to work, he should have had the strap taken him off off of him long ago. But it's like, hey, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. They're never going to have another wrestler, another superstar in WWE who can who, do both. Who can do both? Who can who can believably and feasibly do both? Here's the thing, though. I do think that they run the risk of making their whole entire product look inferior. Is if they do have Brock go in with a title and he loses to Cormier? No, it won't. Well, they because won't do it. what if he gets his ass? Hey, there's no chance in hell that he'll get his ass kicked like CM Punk did. No, the thing is happen. that Brock Lesnar is not going to get his ass handed to him. He, he might, might get his lose. ass kicked, but he's not going to get his ass handed to him. If he does lose, there is going to be a fight that takes place to get to that finish. Yep. So I I don't think that they like. It doesn't matter. Brock is still going to land some hits. He's still going to, like, put even if he loses, it's still going to be a fight. It's not going to be a pathetic one-way street like it was with CM Punk in, in his UFC battle. The craziest thing I ever saw was when Daniel Cormier won the fight. And we all knew that Brock was going to – they were going to fight. And then when – and you don't realize it. And then Brock gets in the ring, and you're like, he's like two of them. He's like two of Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier's. It's like he could eat him. You know, we size-wise, yes. I feel like there's a chance Cormier would would, would beat him up. Yeah, I I think that He's it will far be, past his prime. I think it will Brock. be a good fight for sure. I think that there will be heavy blows landed on both sides. I think it'll be a legitimate contest, unlike CM Punk's, which are not a contest. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to hear from you guys. Uh, what do you think? Eli have? doesn't. <laughs> well, I do. Uh, <laughs> you can hit us up on at Wrestling Sheet Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, we're on all social media. Let us know what you guys think about all these topics. Um, what do you think about the new TakeOver main event? Uh, what do you think about this Nazi-gimmicked wrestler keeping his job? What do you think about Sam Adonis and what he said at Rev Pro? Let me know. Hit us up in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube right now. Uh, if you're listening in the podcast feed, in the Wrestling Sheet Radio podcast feed, uh, I, I implore you to go check out the video. It's, you get to see our pretty faces. You get to see the actual anger in Eli's face uh, when he talks about things like Bailey and Sasha's acting. It's not anger. It's just apathy at this point. <laughs> Uh, but really, uh, so if you're listening to the Wrestling Sheet Radio feed, please go check out our YouTube channel. Uh, I've been putting up content all week there. Uh, you know, John Roke and I, we've been doing uh, recaps for Raw and SmackDown. 
Uh, I've been doing news videos, lists, different things on there. Uh, and I have been very, very happy with all your support so far. I mean, just in the past, like in less than 30 days, we've already added an additional like 2,000 subscribers to the YouTube channel. So I'm uh, really happy with that. Um, if you're listening in the podcast feed, uh, it's super easy to get to our channel. It's just youtube.com slash C for channel, C slash wrestling sheet. Uh, go on there, subscribe. It helps us out a lot. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube and, you know, you might not always have the time to watch these videos, go to the podcast feed, subscribe on there, leave a review, leave a rating. Uh, the stuff really helps us out a lot. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, like, share. If you're digging the video, comment down below. Uh, all these things are a big help. Uh, it keeps the show running. It keeps wrestling sheet and business here uh, and helps make us more content helps get the word out, uh, and, and it really is appreciated. I love that you guys are digging the video content and the weekly audio content. Jamie, in the meantime, until next week, where can people find you at? You can find me on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E or on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E. And anybody attending this Sunday's Championship Wrestling from Hollywood taping, keep your eye out. Something interesting may happen. Okay, Ooh. great. Great. Uh, yeah, I liked uh, on your Instagram today that we got a little st- – we got kind of like a view of what the the network offices are looking like. Yeah, you know, that's it's, – it's quite a journey. And so you guys are close to launching on that to too? Launch. We're launching late September, early October. So Ooh, excited for, well. for that. Things are getting exciting. Uh, Eli, where can we find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Elijah Bates or you can find me on Instagram at Brindlebeard. Or in the woods. I'm just realizing that I had, was the only one wearing the headphones the entire show. <laughs> Yeah, you were. I kind of let you roll with it, though. It's uh, funny. I was looking for the headphones the whole the, the whole beginning. I didn't hey, this is a great story. I got to go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I'm at Ryan Satin on social media. Uh, as I said before, it's at Wrestling Sheet for the website. Um, but, yeah. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. ProWrestlingSheet.com Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 